When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Insurance with local agent? It's called service. Call State Farm agent Megan Roberts in Atlantic today. You're listening to a Castaway Media Podcast. Find more great shows at castaway.media or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash castawaypodcasts. Hello, 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 and welcome to Potter Rooney, episode 33, I should think. And uh, thank you for subscribing and doing whatever you're doing while listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for doing that as well. Thank you for cooking that dinner. Thank you for driving. Thank you for doing some exercise. Thank you for just lying in bed. And thank you for going for a walk and letting me enter you through your ear hole. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, listen back to the back catalogue. I interview people like Artla Hamlin and Finbar Fury and Stephanie Roach was my first ever interview I remember way back oh back in could have been May I think I'm not sure but um, so and give me a bit of a review and a star rating once you've finished listening and of course a good review will be more helpful than an insulting one Uh, so I'm on my way to Oma in the morning in the morning of this day in 2015. It's a nice sunny day and I'm going up to do a little wee gig for the council in Oma in Northern Ireland and uh, that should be a bit of crack. I've just come through the beautiful picturesque town of Slane and I stopped off to get a coffee in a little place called George's Bistro and the coffee is delicious and they haven't asked me, this is not an ad, I'm just telling you this by the way. And, uh, and Slane is lovely. God, big river, of course, looking great at the moment. All rivers are really showing themselves up to be wonderful forces of nature at the moment with the um, storms that we're having. And I've had an absolutely stormy week. If this was a play, my life was a play. It would be perfect. The weather has... Uh, there's a word for it, and I can't remember what it is, but when the weather... Uh, when there's a storm during a very dramatic part in the play. Uh, yeah, so that happened to me uh, earlier. That happened to me. The storm happened to me. It happened to loads of people, but it, ha- it happened during a crazy... I've had to move out of my house and I'm in temporary accommodation. Well, I hope it's temporary because it's kind of shit accommodation. And... Um, and uh, I was up at Inniskillen and the storm hit and I'm doing a gig there and I nearly never, never got back. I nearly never got back because I had to take so many detours. I was going down country lanes the size, the width of a car and then I'd meet a car 
and then I would have to reverse back up like a kind of a game like snakes and ladders really where you just got a little bit down the road and then you had to go back again um, yeah so that was that was uh, the weekend and since then um, things have calmed down a bit and now it's a beautiful sunny day and and but you don't want to hear about my life you want to hear about what's coming up it's it's uh, Bernard O'Shea an interview with Bernard O'Shea the um, uh, stand-up comedian and bloke from Republic of Telly and fella that does the 2FM breakfast show that is who is coming up now in one second so I better head on up to Oma coming up to the border now where uh, the wonderful sterling can be earned that great great sterling money yeah 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 that's what I want lots of that come back down with my 20 pounds and sterling and convert it into 500 euro yes well okay have a lovely listen and I'll see you on the other side So you're, you're used to <laughs> headphones. No, you're actually, no one comes in here and starts controlling oh, sorry, the sound. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Do it. But I'm just saying. I can't hear anything. They must be muted. That's, that's oh, you're serious? But I don't need them, Joe. I don't need really? them. Really? No. Okay, no, okay, no. fine. I don't um, need them. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but you don't need them. don't need them. Uh, thanks, anyway, for coming in. So, uh, Bernard, we uh, haven't seen you in ages. Yeah, and mm. I, uh, we're roll. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to get the street. See, because I, I listened to your podcast. All right, and I really enjoy it. And I was listening to a good few of them, and I was retweeting it. But oh, I, I got really paranoid then because I was retweeting it, going, "I don't want to necessarily do it. <laughs> Not that I want. To. I'm happy to do it. I'm yeah. delighted to be here. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it in terms of making God Joe think. Oh God, I bet you he wants. So I got really oh, paranoid no. about it. No, this is this is my mind, please Joe. Don't be paranoid about yeah, retweeting this is, this, is, this is my mind so, yeah yeah, uh, yeah and I have some sceptical uh, rationale behind what I'm going to say here which is uh, I'm worried about doing this because now I'm worried that I will ruin the, all the other podcasts for me uh, you know uh, in what sense like you will uh, that I've, I've broken the bubble in, in my mind oh I see you were, all your podcasts were in like you smoked pipes and you brandy and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a roaring fire and, <laughs> and uh, you yeah, know, your vision of what, yeah, where yeah. we were and uh, like stand up when I said first uh, stand up it ruined it for me doing stand up because you, you get to learn all the tricks and not the tricks but oh, you get I to learn oh I know what it. you mean yeah. like radio and I started doing radio yeah. it ruined it for me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I suppose a magician goes to see another magician and just knows what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, because um, I remember when I started doing stand-up as well and I'd see an act on, you know, you'd be over three nights with an act and the first night you go, oh my God, they're amazing. Look, he had living and playing with the audience and, and then the next night they'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> it's the same lines. <laughs> and it was a trick, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, also yeah. had it in my head that I was going to um, uh, black and tans a la kind of um, yeah. rifle squadrons attack you and go ah but Joe Rooney when did you start doing stand up because yeah. my first ever gig was with you and Pat you Is and that Pat in Dundalk in Dundalk, in Dundalk yeah. yeah yeah I remember that and you were 
amazing. You stormed. You were kind of ad libbing, weren't you? You were, did you have a set? I, I never had a set until no. I never had a set for years. Yeah. So I started in Dundalk. That was a weird. Mm. Not weird. That was a strange thing. We were doing a course called Cultural Studies. All right, yeah. And I won, uh, or my friend of mine called Danny, who now mm. has since passed away. Mm. He, uh, he, in his group, he had a comedy project as part of the degree. Yeah. And it, there was a competition, and I was the only one who won it. I was the only really? one who entered it. Sorry. All oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Only one who won it. So I won yeah. my first competition by yeah. fact of I was the only one there. Yeah. And the prize was, was fifty pounds, a crate of harp, celebration brew, uh, wow. and uh, supporting you and. Oh uh, really? Patch. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, I'm eternally, oh, genuinely, yeah, eternally totally ever grateful to him. But actually, you you stormed it. Didn't you? It was a great gig. I think. Uh, do you know what, Joe? All I think my mm. my brother-in-law and my sisters all came up to it. The family came up to it, and that was the only. Game. <laughs> Ever went yeah. to, all they wanted to see was me doing my first one. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I genuinely had no idea. Like it went rapidly downhill <laughs> from there for a while. I yeah. think you might have hit the drink a bit, did you? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the alcohol. <laughs> when I came to Dublin, I may, see. I finished my. No. I think one of the biggest transitions, you know, one of the biggest. How do you say aspiring middle class transitions you'll ever do is mm. when you leave college. I was so rudderless. I had no idea what I wanted to do because I had four mm. years in in the regional in Dundalk mapped clearly out for me. Mm-hmm. And with that safety net, I performed and did lots of things. And yeah. I'd always I played music with my dad since I was about thirteen, yeah. playing trad music. So I was used to performing, yeah. whatever to, to a certain. You could degree. tell that. <laughs> and <laughs> right just, off, yeah. so, but when I got to, and you know, so I was doing Irish music up there as well, and I was playing mm. Irish music in Dublin on the weekends and stuff like that. Mm. But my that safety net of four years of college is there. And when I went and kind of half finished a master's out in DCU, mm. and. Uh, uh, my life fell apart. <laughs> yeah, but I started getting more gigs for across the road in the in the in the sorry the, the international, international bar, over yeah. here oh, yeah. than yeah. I did music gigs. And yeah. then with music, you're playing three hours a night, maybe yeah. sometimes four, or yeah. maybe sometimes you're splitting your day into six and three hour gigs. And Jeez. whereas a comedy, you're earning more money. 20 for minutes. 20 minutes yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know and it's a lot more drinking time uh, yeah I, 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 a lot of people think that you're going to do two hours now you know people go will you go when they books for for a corporate or something yeah should we go up and do two hours will you yeah <laughs> <laughs> after the meal <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I hate because I've been asked, you know you get I'm, we all get comedians get asked to do all these things yeah yeah and it's basically I find and now if someone asks me straight directly to my face I'll go think about it it's your mm. Christmas party yeah yeah everybody's yeah. out yeah. Ha- on the lash and they're uh, pissed pissed yeah. and now you're going to turn around and tell them everyone shut up for an hour Mm-mm. and listen to one person yeah it's like <laughs> it's yeah. not going to work not going to happen half an hour is a stretch but yeah, fucking yeah, two yeah. hours no, no so do you grew up where? Where did you? I grew up in Leash in I Leash. was going to make up something I grew up in Uganda Joe actually yeah no I grew up in Leash Similar to Uganda, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, <laughs> the fertile um, present of uh, of uh, yeah, and and uh, you started. So, how did you get into the uh, music? Your father is a track Dad player. played music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he ret- he was a guard and he retired. Oh, all he right. Just played the accordion. He just loved playing the accordion. And yeah. when I moved to Dublin first, sorry, all the all the guys I hung around with used to slag me off because everybody I knew was an accordion player. Because in traditional music in Dublin at that time, it probably hasn't changed. Yeah. You might go to like um, I'm trying to think. Well, I played in the Merchant and I played in the Chancery and I played in a little bit in the. I played yeah. in Fitzsimons down here, lot in Temple Bar. 
so you double up with an accordion player. <laughs> so a lot of my friends were just accordion players. Are you, you talking know? about the big one or the No, the, the small the little button, Irish, yeah. Irish button accordion. Oh, yeah, yeah like Sharon Shannon. Yes, played. so he played. Yeah. And I, so I started, I got a guitar at Christmas when I was 13 and I was out February yeah. with them. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And but, he, so he learned, was great. Now we, yeah, so you yeah, yeah, learned yeah, there and then. Yeah, and, and my father wouldn't already. have had the patience for learning, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah. you fucking know it? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what key is this? And you go, I don't know. You'll figure it out. Probably the best way to learn. Yeah, is to it probably do. is. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, and we, yeah. we, we, we would and have all been, your family played. No, 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 no. How many brothers and sisters have you? I have three older sisters. I was the youngest, and they didn't play at all. No, 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 no. Which was weird because I was talking to someone. I can't remember who it was. I think it was it was Jennifer Maguire. Uh, mm. I was talking to her, and we have a similar, very similar uh, kind of family upbringing. In that she had, I think, five or six in her family, and I had four. Yeah. But they'd all gone by the time I was ten or eleven or twelve. Oh, so yeah. from a very very busy house with a lot of knickers on the radiators, and a lot of mm. fights and a lot to nothing, just me and my parents. You know, so mm. it was actually, a, in a certain way, even though my my mum and dad were. What I saw is very strict. I got to start getting away with murder then because they'd raised three. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was like I started playing in bands in school and my yeah. friend would pick me up. We'd go to Dublin. <laughs> if they, if they, they'll never hear this. We'd go to Dublin at 15, 16, go to concerts, go to gigs. Did on you? school nights, yeah. And they didn't know. No, because I suppose my schoolwork wouldn't have suffered. Wonder, you know where, what I mean? where is he? There's nothing. Where is he? No, they would have went. Oh well, nine times out of ten, we would be rehearsing with my band, man. Mm. You know, and then um, no, my mother would just go, "Look, my mm. mother would. I know you're doing nothing, so you better pass this. Uh, what is it? The uh, oh Jesus, pass uh, the leaving cert. Leave leave cert. Yeah, yeah and I went, cert. yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll get it done. You know, yeah. but it's. Uh, yeah, very strange, isn't it? My son is 17 and uh, the other day uh, there's, uh, there's a bottle of wine in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, we got two bottles of wine, but it was horrible. So we only drank one of them, which is pretty mature, <laughs> I think. I mean, he's actually, he's not just drinking. What is critical of his alcohol. Critical of wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just he's the... 17. Um, and yeah. never again with the Malbec. Never <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's going to start a cellar now in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And is a he playing cellar. music? And he is actually a good musician. He plays guitar, bass, drums and everything and he records it all. Uh, so he writes songs yeah. and and records them at home with a, a, like a laptop garage and band all that kind of stuff. It's a different garage band. I can't remember what it yeah, is yeah. now, but he's... He's in. He's on his second album, basically. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm I, serious. Like he's writing I, and recording albums. Can I flip the question here? A yeah. new minister. Yeah. Would you like to see him going into music? I'm wary of it because uh, you'd be wary of it anyway. But even but now, particularly because uh, bands are not making money from selling music. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can make money being a live band, but I yeah. don't know if that can be soul destroying after a while. If, if because you end up having to do covers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because what you I know, like, hard, about, sorry, what I like about the podcast is when you when you had like I was listening to one with Will and listening to one with John and Dermot. Mm. And I think people see you only people only come to the attention of a band or a comedian when they're kind of the finished product almost. Yeah, and they right. don't realize the amount of shit. You yeah. go through, and the amount of no money you oh, go fuck through. Yeah. Mm. So, and I think that's what I'd be wary of of anyone going into it now, because I think there is instant fame in your bedroom. You uh, can have it. You well, know? like from YouTube and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
But that doesn't translate into no, a no, career. It just, no, it doesn't. Very, yeah. It's very, uh, it's instant fame, but it's gone in, in, yeah, it's, in it's, a few it's, weeks. It's like, fleeting, yeah. Yeah, people go, oh, jeez, I got a million hits on his YouTube. So, well, that's, that'll be fine for a few weeks, but... What then do you do? Be somebody yeah. else with a great YouTube clip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's... The problem with, I think, with mm. Ireland is that, in Ireland, is mm. that... It's so small and you have to be so consistent and so consistently yeah. changing mm. or else it's London, you know. It's London, yeah. You know, like, you're like uh, God, this, I've, got, I've brought it very grim, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right, you're right. I mean, even I'm fucking thinking of going to London at this stage because there's nothing happening. But, um, but I was lucky. I got into radio mm. and I was, lo- I was so lucky because I did stand up for years and like... But sorry, you start, hang yeah. on. Let's 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 rewind back. So you played the trad for for. Uh, sorry, did, did you play in a band that wasn't trad? For yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. school, and then when I came up here, I played in a few bands. Uh, what kind of bands? I played in a country Irish country band for did a while. You? I played the bass. I played in a rock band. I I so, was like, going but, to. But, but uh, these are like a band, not a ri- uh, Irish country's things. cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the, what age are you in? Like you're after leaving school. I'm after stage? leaving during college and after college. So I'm in eight, maybe twenties, definitely. Because uh, yeah. so maybe nineteen, twenty, twenty one, that age, twenty two. Okay. So then I left college. And I don't know what to and do. What did you do in college? Cultural studies. Cultural studies yeah. in Dundalk. Yeah, yeah. Great uh, course. And that's now, but it was it is a yeah, good. It was well, brilliant. It was phenomenal. What did you, you do? study culture essentially? You study, but it's not. It sounds it's very Kenyan fl- culture. Or? No, you study cultural <laughs> studies. So you're you're yeah. looking at like you're looking at some very um, scientific analysis of cultural theory. Right, you know, yeah. so you're looking at um, Saussure, you're looking at Baudrillard, you're looking at all that stuff. Mm. And then you're also studying theatre. So I did theatre in college and that was a big help. We, we put on... Oh, so, so you yeah. did a uh, few plays. Yeah, so well, I, and, and yeah. we did kind of a... What kind, kind of, of plays did you do? Well, I was in mm. Irish plays, mm. some Tom Murphy plays. We did The Crucible then for our main plays. Yeah. So we marked on that. But that was when I was like, we had a kind of two semesters where you block it off. So you're mm. just, you're essentially a kind of professional theatre actor for two years for six months you know while you're doing that while you're doing, of, yeah of well while during the middle part of it yeah yeah and yeah. um so we would i would have been introduced then to like say met stanislavski methods and stuff like that yeah did you take methods. that on board yeah yeah you, um, like did you walk around college as a one of the people from the crucible what, what, who are those well i certainly there? learned stuff or, like you know that you don't have to be facing the audience all the time you don't mm. you know i suppose that method would be very different in terms of that it's not about projecting your voice it's not about yeah you know it's not about necessarily you know how you face where you move it's not about movement it's more about your mental percept your mental mind in that given moment yeah. and the techniques if you can get them right and you work hard on them are quite scary you know you can really convince yourself that I'm in a room that's on fucking fire here you yeah, know what I mean really so, yeah you could yeah if you worked hard enough at it you certainly could um, but uh, so I had John Connors in here and he, he definitely went that way and uh, he was saying that he lost it during a little scene, an improvised scene. Yeah, with yeah. the guy in a in a shop. In a shop. Yeah, he yeah. He started yeah. robbing the shop. <laughs> really? But yeah. he lost it because he actually lost it with the fella because he yeah. was being a bit. Uh, now I don't because I got. We, 
Like I think in comedy and what we do, you can't be because you and with television you can't be because for personally myself, like we just off the back of making a television program, a sitcom type stuff. You can't like just get really into something because it's comedy. Ah, comedy's different. You have to yeah, take a comedy's hard. Comedy's a lot hard. Yeah, because if you don't have it in comedy, you don't have it. Right. Yeah. For uh, what I, for my experience in terms of, I'm not saying I have it, but I'm just saying, you know. You know, dying's easy. Comedy's hard. You know, so like you know, you're talking about comedy acting. Yeah, acting I don't yeah. think so. Without yeah, a doubt, there yeah. are some very, very talented people that can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that because you go, okay, cut. Okay, let's move on. And you're in the middle of <laughs> this emotional trauma. It's not going to really work out when the next time you're fucking a pig or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. sorry, that's a bit crude. But like, do you know what I mean? Like just. It, it can't. It can't work that way. No, no. You have to stand back a bit, but at the same time, you have to imagine it's real. I reckon. But yeah, it's because not imagine it's real, but I mean, you can't just be going, "Oh, this is comedy." Do you know what I mean? You gotta yeah, like, play it straight in a way. You do. But it's I the remember, situation that makes it funny. Makes it funny. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? it is. Yeah, and then yeah. some actors are just. I worked with Peter Coonan, and I've never mm. seen Love Hate. Don't talk about Love Hate because I actually want to get around to watching all of it. Okay, okay, okay. Right, so, okay. but um, and. Uh, then I felt okay I'm out of my depth here yeah yeah because I'm with the proper actor who's doing comedy very well mm. and I'm, I am out of my depth yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean I felt and it was a great wake up call because I went you know I need to get better at this <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean like stuff like that is, is great because mm-hmm. uh, you've with comedians I remember have you talked to John Lynn yet or John Lynn no I haven't so actually John no. Lynn would be a, a mutual he, friend of ours who yeah. did acting and he went from acting to, to comedy, comedy. Yeah. and he used to say I, I hate it when ye comedians would show up for them fucking auditions down in Irish town because he walked in like cock of the fucking walk didn't give a shit yeah and you nine times out of ten we got the parts because you walked in you went this is rubbish can I change it and yeah. if the director was anyway good they'd go okay well let's have a look yeah. and you know it was like you didn't give a shit Mm, for mm. ads and stuff you just didn't care because you were working that night whereas mm. sometimes I feel with actors go, rightly so they want to concentrate on it because they want to be brilliant mm. but if they don't get the next job what's coming after that you know like you know yeah. so they can get into a horrific spiral whereas comedians just don't care yeah that's true there is a thing that comedians do as well is actually criticise the script an actor will <laughs> yeah. just that's the script yeah, you don't yeah, change yeah. it well we had <laughs> we had like a, I know we had a few we did a comedy drama recently and the comedians who go, I'll change this and change that. And I go, you know, I'd be nice about it. But after a couple of weeks, I went, no, just read the script. Yeah, you yeah, know, cause, yeah. And it's not because you, your line isn't funnier. It's mm. because if you change a line there, the next three scenes make no Abs- sense. Absolutely. <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? So it's, yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So you were doing uh, in different bands and you had done that one comedy. You had done a bit of comedy at the same time. Yes, you? yeah. Little little after you did Dundalk. Did you carry on then straight yeah, away? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I came to Dublin. I got numbers mm. off you and Pat. I went over to the Haypenny. Mm. I started getting into the international. Mm. And I, I was kind of rambling on. I liked the old juice, you know. And I, me and Colm McDonnell and Andrew Stanley and I suppose Neil was around Delamere. And uh, there was a good group. I kind of a, almost, I think I... I think it was I think you once said it was like seeing you said to me once before it was like seeing all of your generation all over again. Oh you yeah, go, there's the Joe, there's the Pat, there's the Pat. Kevin Gilday, yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry Murphy, and yeah. I think it really it was. Mm. I suppose somebody I don't know, but like it did seem that there was a lot of people around, and there was but there was gigs, there was work. Yeah, yeah, and it coincided. And it's great crack yeah, when you're yeah. hanging out. And doing oh, gigs. it's amazing! It's amazing. But it coincided with one of the best things that's ever happened to Irish comedy which was Des Bishop's work experience because 
Des ran one night in the international. Yeah, and he 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 became a, a huge hit with the, with his program, mm. and he then opened up more nights in the international. So within a year of him doing that program, instead of me having two dates in my diary, I had like 15. Because mm-hmm. Des and, and then when Aiden came over, they opened up the whole thing and there was three nights all of a sudden there. Yeah. And, and then you could do the cellar as well, as well and four. Yeah. And it meant, it meant no Ryanair tickets. You know what I mean? It meant I can stay, I can actually stay in Dublin and do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that to me was the... But I was still very up and down and Des would go, yo, you've got to get it together, man. This is kind of shit. You've got 10 good minutes. It goes all over the place. Yeah. And then eventually I did a gig for down in Limerick and Carol Spain was there. And I knew Carol and I was with Eddie, Eddie Bannon. Eddie Bannon. And, wow, yeah, and, that's a while uh, ago then. Mm. He, uh, I just had the debts of debts. I used to think before I'd go on, this is when I started, that mm. I would clear my mind of all conscious thoughts. Mm. And I would go on and talk about whatever came into my head. Mm. Right? Long and before Tommy Tiernan decided to. Is that, that what Tommy said? <laughs> so that's what he's doing now. Tommy, if you're listening, I doubt it. Does he listen to this? I doubt it. I, you st- you, you I stole hope he my does. head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I would clear, and nine times out of t- ten, it was horrific. Yeah. Like terrible stuff. Like, boo, get off your shit. Really bad, nasty yeah. stuff. And it was so bad. But, but, but how, one in how ten, did that make you feel? Because the one in ten would make up for it. Because really? it would be just... Yeah. Nothing, would, nothing would ever beat a gig when it went well like that. Of course, yeah, because probably that time I saw you, it looked like you were completely making it up. I presume you it were. Was, and it yeah, was storming. Yeah. And that is incredible. Yeah, That's yeah. like when you're on a roll with your mates, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just everything's... Is happening. Is happening. <laughs> yeah. It's all... But it's it's yeah, it, but the downtime from it was when it was bad was just too bad. But you persevered with that. Well, Carol Spain brought me aside and he said, "Listen," and I knew Carrie said, "Please," he said, "Please," like almost holding my two hands like a mafia film. Please get twenty minutes together. Yeah, and he said, "You're not going to last." Yeah, you know, you're not going to last doing it this way. Yeah. So then I I, I um I was. I was always finding it hard to find get places to live to keep down regular work. Mm. If it wasn't for my, uh, I had cousins in town here that had pubs and that, and I worked with them. If I if it wasn't for them, I don't know. I would have left open because I wouldn't have had because yeah. I was so unreliable. Like I, I wouldn't show up to. I'd get an, I might get the odd interview here and there and not show up, and <laughs> I was just all over this place. You know, interview for what for anything. Mean? Yeah, like, you know. Um, yeah. Like an interview for anything. Mm. Like this is how my is poor it? mother. Like I got an interview for one of the county councils here. I can't remember which one. And my mother rang the county council yeah. before I went for the interview, telling them that I was on the way and, went, and that he's very good. And that's how desperate my mother was. I was probably like 21, 20, 22, yeah. 23. She couldn't get it together. And um, so I just, uh, I kind of, like I remember that interview genuinely. They said, Have, what's, you've told us your good points. What are your bad points? And I said, jokingly, Oh, if I had a few pints of me now, I'd wreck the place, thinking they'd laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, um, I went for an interview for the guards out of school and that went similar. Yeah. Like it was, I passed the exams and all that. And then when they asked me, why do you want to be a guard? I said, I haven't really thought, made up my mind yet. Yeah. You know? And they were just, one guy thought it was the best thing ever, but the other two were looking at me as if they wanted to kill me. Because, yeah. you know, you have guys waiting their whole life to try and get there. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was getting interviews. and But you, you were still, th- you weren't obviously thinking I'm going to be, professional musician or comedian not in a thousand so you're, years you're thinking, um, the dream was to be a musician I'm, the dream was to be in a band 
yeah. and be the red-haired John Lennon. That was the dream. <laughs> but no, it wasn't happening. You were going for it these. wasn't happening anything. I was doing everything and anything. And then one summer I got into the Abbey to, as a stagehand. Yeah. So that was interesting because that kind of, I saw, I saw firsthand how, you know, that people have to pay in the yeah. door. People sit down. They watch a production. And then I was with a crew of 20 lads mm. and you realise, okay, well, you know, people make a livelihood out of this, but it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. So, so, so you, you say the people pay in, they deserve to see something, something that's, rehearsed. That's, that's rehearsed and entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah, I was yeah. just going on yeah, and yeah, just yeah. being a prick. I'd say if you were out on a night out with a babysitter, you go, get this prick off the stage. Right, you know? yeah. So um, was that around the time? I know you you hurt your leg or something. Yes, You're on crutches. then no, then I was yeah. out playing football in Tala. Mm. Like, uh, albeit I, I I couldn't get it together, but I was doing mental amounts of things. Yeah, but I was out in Tala and I went up to catch a ball and I dislocated my kneecap. Yeah, and uh, I was playing for St Mark's out there, and they thought it was hilarious, and I was in agony. Mm. So I was in crutches, and then oh god, I'm all over the place here. I think what happened was. I was down in oh sorry Keith Pickett from Limerick was running a gig in Port Leash oh, and right. Carl did it and Carl said to the PJ Kavanagh the owner mm. you should get Bernard O'Shea he's, a, he's from Doro oh yeah MC in this gig so and the so what happened was I dislocated the, the, they were doing Thursday nights and it wasn't working out and then this, then Keith left it to PJ and PJ asked me would I book it and run it and I did. So that was a once a month regular gig oh, for me. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the so the first gig we ever had was Flight of the Concords. Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and then I ended up doing a few gigs with them in Ireland, you know. Wow. And uh, and yeah, we'd some really amazing. Kevin Bridges did a support down there one night. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it was yeah. brilliant. But I dislocated yeah. my knee, so I wasn't able to travel. Yeah. So I couldn't get anywhere, and I was I was out for two months because the cast was set wrong, and it was all complications. Mm. And uh, so I just kind of flutered around. Were you really. on painkillers as well? Yeah, I was on Tylac. Mm. Uh, uh, Tylac, Tylac, not Paul Tylac. But I was on Paul Tylac. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Tylac used to come round to my house. <laughs> is it Tylac? What is it? Uh, Tylac, no, I don't know. But and, it doesn't matter. Uh, it was, it, so, it was painkillers. Yeah, and I was... And, um, yeah, they're bonkers I, stuff. I met you up. Is it on dark? I'm sure I got a, a lunchtime gig oh, in Oh, your man wrote down on the IOU on a pool's cap. Oh, that's right! <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've no money, I've no cheque. And he wrote, I owe you. And the meant on a fool's cap page. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, uh, and I accepted that. And said, yeah, Grant. Well, when you have nothing to give, you accept hope, don't you? I uh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did get that money one <laughs> did time. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you were... I was uh, on crutches and on yeah, the Tylax. Ty- ty- and you Paul were... Paul Tylax. <laughs> enjoying yourself. I was it? out of it because I was yeah. in so much fucking pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was... Uh, but I think mm. what happened then was I... I did that and I think I went home that I went home for about four weeks first time mm. since I was 17 mm. you know and uh, just to recuperate really yeah and what age are you at this time oh, I'm like 22 maybe right, okay. 22, 23 and then <coughs> I um, I was kind of trying to do a masters out in DCU I was living in bed sits and I got a job a summertime job in the Department of Environment because mm-hmm. I had a degree in culture studies and landscape archaeology, so I got a, I got a, a part time work looking at underwater <laughs> archaeology. You're looking at me now as if I'm big. No, what uh, I'm amazed yeah, at yeah, is yeah. that all through this time you were getting like 
kind of good interviews and yeah, jobs every, and every stuff single and, job you know, I did some people I always like got the same just response just working in a shop or something no no like I'm not going to no I never found education mm. difficult yeah yeah you know yeah, so yeah. but uh, but every one of them I had every boss I had it said like We'd love to have you, but you've got to show in sometime. So you were looking at underwater... Archaeology, and I loved that. And that gave me such a grounding. What does know? that involve? Uh, well, the, 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 you'd have very specialist people that would be out diving, actually doing archaeology. Mm. And they were putting the survey together, the shipwreck inventory together. Oh, right. And they were brilliant people I worked with. And now it was, yeah. it was long days and looking at microfiche, and, but I loved it. And I'd go to the library and I'd look at uh, trying to find... And I really loved it. And... It kind of kick-started your, my metabolism to realise, well, A, people get up at 9 o'clock in the morning right, or, yeah. or 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Yeah. B, um, you know, look how nice it is to have heat on in the house and, you know, and, you know, look how great it is to have money in your pocket yeah. throughout the weekend. And yeah. So I kind of got that bug. So I thought at that stage, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the stand-up lark anymore. I'm finished yeah. with comedy. And I really was in my head. I kind of went, I'm, I'm finished with this. Mm. And then there used to be this showcase for Montreal every year in Vicar yeah. Street. Yeah. And John, uh, he probably doesn't even remember now, but Des Bishop rang me. Yo, hey, you got to do this. And I was going, I've told X, Y and Z, you've got to do this. And and uh, and uh, yeah, so I met himself and Carol the night and said, have you something fucking prepared now? Mm, don't mm. go out and, and toss about the stage mm. so I said yeah five minutes prepared and it just went really well and I got chosen to go to Montreal wow that's so, amazing and then I met a guy called Darren Smith Darren Smith stood around he does Kind Entertainment he's a production company and he saw mm. me there and he said look I'd like to represent you I came back from Montreal and the February of that year 2006 maybe mm-hmm. he rang me and he said <clears throat> the last word today FM are looking for a comedy sketch the last word uh, is um, Matt Cooper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Today, yeah, if I'm looking for a comedy sketch, mm-hmm. would you be interested? Oh, in and doing you did it, it with uh, John Cleary. I, I said, right, okay. And I rang John. I said, yeah, what do yeah. you think of this? And John was talking about uh, something similar. I was, you know, it's, yeah. you know, we'd be funny two guards and stuff like that. And uh, we went in, we met them briefly, and they liked what we had to say, and mm-hmm. they liked the sketches. And uh, yeah, and uh, we did that for nearly two and a half years. And that the was, last word was were great. You know, they, really they never, well. rarely, if ever, interfered. Mm. They let us kind of do our own schedule. They sometimes they played it, sometimes they didn't. It was up to the, but they never, they never openly criticised. And then we got about two and a half years out of that mm-hmm. job. It was amazing, you know, and that allowed me then to get a grounding, get a place to live in Dublin. Yeah. And I kind of co- I, it coincided with me just going, I'm fed up with the booze. I'm fed up with going out. Mm. <laughs> fed up with all this. So I just stopped. I just kind of went into a kind of hermit phase. Yeah. And I just, all I did was work on stand-up, work on stand-up, work on When mm. I wasn't gigging, I would literally, I had a small room in a house. I would mm. put the mirror up and I would do a gig, an hour-long gig every single night in the room. Really? Yeah, because I said, I'm not fucking failing at this. This yeah. is, the train has gone too far now. I yeah. can't stop. Yeah. So I, w- I gigged. And I said to myself, do you know what? It's not London. I'm not going to London. I don't want to go to London, but that mm. doesn't stop me from doing a gig every night. Mm. So I do a gig every single night. Wow. And uh, so it kind of, and it worked. Do you know what I mean? I, cool. I, I turned over some serious amounts of material. Mm. And then... Uh, and did you do Edinburgh around then? Or? I did Edinburgh in 2008. And yeah. um, and that went really well. Great review. Yeah, it went really well. I saw that show actually. I was in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. I went to see it. Yeah, friends. And uh, 
so then a, a company called PBJ, a London-based uh, agency, really nice people, saw me and they said, well, look, we represent you in, over here. And yeah. everything looked set to go in 2008. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, I was ready to go. You like, were going was, to go to London. I was ready to go. Like I had two agencies literally rent, going to rent a flat. Yeah. I just met my now wife. Yeah. You know, so so she was kind of thinking, yeah, let's do London. And, <coughs> excuse me. And then, um, so I was, I was ready to move, yeah. essentially. And then the shit hit the fucking fan over here. The economy, everything fell apart. Yeah. And I went, right now we're definitely going, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then I got a phone call of, uh, Darren was representing me at the time. He said, "Will you meet a guy called Keith Walsh? In, Keith, yeah. He wants to talk to you." So I yeah. met him, and I, he, I, I, uh, embarrassingly for me, I did. I, I never listened to breakfast radio. Should never be up. Yeah, I'd never ever be up. No. And uh, so I had no idea. And he worked for a radio station called Spin. Mm-hmm. I I never heard of Spin. Yeah, he was saying, you know, I heard a two FM and I heard Radio One and News Talk mm-hmm. and Today FM because I worked with them. But I didn't know of any other stations. Ninety eight because Dermot worked there. Yeah, you know, uh, but I wouldn't have heard of. I didn't know all these yeah, radio know, stations yeah. in Ireland existed. I mean, I don't listen to breakfast either. Yeah, because yeah. I, it's just not my. It's evening time yes, radio. Yeah, I yeah, listen yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. So he. Um, they sat me down and mm. he said, look, there's this new radio station called iRadio. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was on the internet. And I went yeah. and um, he said, look, um, was anyone talking to you about it? And I said, yeah, A.B. Film and Bowman rang me and said, look, I'm doing a show down in this oh, new yeah. radio station called iRadio. Mm. I'd love you to do some sketches. And I mm. thought that's what they were meeting me for. And uh, so they explained the licensing and that it's a it's a it's a FM radio station. It was mm-hmm. the last two pieces of they had one in the west and one in the east. Mm-hmm. And they asked me there and there, and do you want to do the breakfast show? That's amazing. So um, mm. I said, kind of think about it. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of went home and I went. You know, I rang Dermot. And Dermot, Whe- Dermot Whelan. He, sorry, Dermot Whelan. Yeah, no, sorry. And um, he just said, yeah, but he said, look, I, I don't, can't see you keeping up stand-up doing breakfast. You know, right. I said, I think this could be quite difficult. Uh, and it was Because basically you can't low. stay up at night you and You can't really, no, you can't. It's really early start. You're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I went down to Athlone, Athlone, and yeah, I took the job, and it was the best decision I ever made in my life, you know, because yeah. I, I fucking ball down there for two and a half years. Mm. I learned the radio trade with Keith, and he had lots of experience. Mm. Um you know, he got me started in it, you know what I mean? Without mm. him and without Dan Healy, who's now my boss, I suppose they they took a major chance in a total unknown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, I loved it. And how there. did Keith get to, you haven't... They saw, um, yeah. they, uh, they heard about me doing gigs here in Ireland and yeah. then they, um, I'm trying to think, was I doing Republic of Italy then? I don't think so. They saw, um, yeah. they saw, a, my show in Edinburgh one of them did I'm not yeah. sure I think it was one of them and they went who is he like he's from right. Aish what the yeah so um, and uh, yeah so they and just they saw you and they thought there, there and then yeah. he said you, yeah. you're going to be perfect for it and I worked with mm. Keith for two and a half years and then what happened there was uh they got permission. This, like, it was a really tough time. The economy was in tatters. Mm. There was no money out there. Mm. And me and Keith were doing 
what ended up being the Banana Album for the Velvet Underground, the most bonkered breakfast show in the world. Like we did stuff that you wouldn't think. We had you. We remember we used to have Batty on. Yeah, yeah, Batty Ryan. And That's we used to do, cool. but we used to do Mentlers in the radio. You know, like crazy yeah. stuff that you would get so much shit for now. If you're if you're a bit mental, come on and talk to us. You know, and <laughs> like you know, and uh, is that what you actually yeah, said on air? Yeah, we used to do the gay bit. Mental, yeah, we used to call on. it the gay bit. We used to get road on. We used to do the gay bit. Yeah, and we started naming things exactly what they were. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. The, was no fucking around but we'd openly curse on breakfast radio uh, yeah. not not meaning to but we'd and we had the craziest of shows you know we'd yeah. we did we'd do, we'd do a show called the bucket show just we're not allowed to talk about anything only buckets and yeah. your favourite bucket memories and like obviously <laughs> some people loved it most people fucking hated it but we got we got we got to know the ropes Alison Spittle started with us down there oh, as she? Well. she came in on work experience I heard her in the corridor and within three minutes serious? we put her on air yeah oh, really? it was a brilliant, brilliant I heard her on, on George yeah, Cook yesterday yeah, yeah. Evening. she was, she was on with us this morning yeah. Right, yeah it was a brilliant brilliant mm. experimental creative place to work and yeah. it still is you know and yeah. it's, it's, it's and you know it's um and I loved it, but they combined the two stations together. We were costing too much money. They combined um, what I radio they, they, and they combined east and west two together. Two radios, yeah. There's one in Galway, yeah. So the two of them are one now, and there's yeah. st- still great friends down there. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant yeah. radio people. It's the same the, station that that uh, Tommy and yes, and um, Hector did. Hector, when I was down there, Tommy and Hector were doing a show yeah. on on I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was brilliant, great. I loved it, and but. The d- the day I got let go was the worst day of my working career. So to that date, and the best day because I learned a valuable lesson. I in all this trade, whether it's television, radio, you're you going, you're, they're going to get rid of you, or you're going to get rid of them. There's no usually it's the first one. Yes, and usually it's the first one. <laughs> yeah. So I found that yeah. very tough. But yeah. between that, I'd start. I'd actually done some. I started doing some panels. The panel. The with um, uh, with the. The James one that Cassidy's I, panel, the, the RT, the, the with with the Maxwell, panel, the panel. Yeah, sorry, yeah, and sorry. I'd yeah. also Neil Delamere had done started a program called Republic of Telly, and he started himself and oh, he was a guy called James Coyle produced this program. Forgot about that. So. And uh, yeah, they wanted yeah. inserts to talk yeah. to him, and yeah. I did it. I did it very first series, and people yeah. forget. Like it's it's funny because I hear people saying, "Oh, this amount of episode, that amount is," and uh, uh, yeah, and I remember doing the first kind of five or six. Yeah. And they were shaping it around. And then I came back for the second series and, and Neil moved on. And then Dermot came in. Dermot Whelan. Whelan. Yeah. So this was about the time I'd left. Uh, I or, or, or I was let go from Yeah, him. yeah. And uh, there was a producer there called James Cotter at the time. And he had an idea that he wanted to put three people together, like kind of a stool. And so he picked Dermot, mm. myself and Jen. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wanted the sketches built around. He was a great idea. It was a, yeah. a really good person, a uh, very creative person, and um, and he he kind of put that kind of cemented that together, mm-hmm. and uh, and the kind of Republic Italy bizarrely just took off. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I was I was blessed. Do you it know what took mean? off in the second series, wasn't it? It really took to, off. To, to, it took it? off with Neil as well. I just think yeah. that oh, the, the arrangements. How the, many did Neil do? Did two, he did two. He did two. Okay, sorry. I don't know how many. I can I think I did one hundred and thirty episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, so it's, uh, but it really kind of people bought. Uh, it just hit a wider audience. I think maybe yeah, in terms yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was excellent. They were brilliant, brilliant days because mm. like they were such crack doing the sketches mm, and mm, and mm. 
again yeah I'd come with ideas and stuff like that and it was but it was tight it was tight we wouldn't schedule like, it was tight like we would script 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 yeah, script yeah, the lads yeah, the yeah. APs but at the same time it's nothing like a deadline to get your work in right? yeah yeah so, and then like yeah. you know I would do Bernard's News which some people hated some people liked but I'd never ever do it again because that was hell on earth you know I'd write mm. 15 topical jokes yeah yeah. cut it down to t- send it to James he'd cut it down to 10 yeah and he'd say and then on the night we cut it down to 5 yeah it would take a full week like I did nearly 70 episodes doing that and I, I th- my wife thought I was going to lose my mind like really? it was easier do a full Bridget Naiman series than it was do that what would you be doing then going through the papers going through the papers looking. going through on the last series I did yeah. I said to the, the, the new producer Jason I said look I, I'm going to have to bring in someone to help me here because I can't do this I'm mm. going in Cow Spain and he was a great help because I'd meet him and go yeah. please have you anything on this Yeah, and we'd, we'd write it together yeah. but up till that I did must have done 60, 70 odd episodes and it was it was carnage yeah. you know because you'd go out in front of a live studio audience yeah. and it was live I mean everyone would say oh they can in the laughter there's no canned laughter on that show yeah. and um, and your joke wouldn't, wouldn't go you have 20 staff you have you know 200 in the bleachers and it doesn't drop and, and it doesn't work that's one horrible fucking place to be yeah <laughs> it's yeah, alright yeah. live because you can go I can go on to a bit that works yeah 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 but in a studio like that as live you know yeah. it's it's a horrible place to be oh because it's going out live yeah and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, wow that's amazing I mean the thing about topical stuff as well it, it really changes from day to day oh yeah yeah so you might have written a gag on Tuesday yeah, by Thursday we, it's kind of out of the news possibly yeah because Republic yeah. Telly was recorded on a Sunday night yeah. you were kind of going into the next Monday morning it would be shown mm. on Monday no- morning yeah. so your stuff is kind of old news oh yeah but I'd change it around a lot I would do a song or I'd do a kind of a scene or a green screen or an acting bit or mm. I used to get the guys to the, the, the um, the lads to pull the pages across on a little clipboard instead of doing a, a screen yeah. because the the clips had to be in the images had to be uh, you're rubbing my, is my no it's, I just have an itchy nose and every <laughs> time I scratch you do the same thing <laughs> the clips had to be in a, on a yeah. Friday so I'd go but your loads of news is going to happen between now and so I went look I'll just have it on a piece of paper and have them flip it over yeah, yeah, so then yeah, I would yeah, get yeah, like yeah. toilet roll and write out like a breaking news banner and get them to and they loved the, 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 stat, the crew loved doing it because it was yeah because I went, I would go, I don't care if I get it wrong. If you get it wrong, it's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was for a, for 120 seconds of television, it was genuinely about 20 hours of work. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I hate when, you know, when somebody rings you and they want you to fill out one of those kind of questionnaires for the newspaper and you go, ah, yeah, yeah. It's just a few questions. It takes you ages. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. Because you go back over it loads of times and. Yeah, but anyway. But yeah, um, I did that mm. and then and then it just took off. Mm. And then I had no intention of going back into radio, like genuinely mm. none. I loved going on with Dermot and I liked going on when uh, the odd friends that I would have on radio might say, can you listen to this and give us a few ideas or whatever. Mm. But I had no intention of going back into radio, mm. and certainly not breakfast radio. So... Um, because I was able to gig now in Ireland. I was able to sell tickets. Yeah. And I was able to do my shows and, you know, I was able to do things. And then you get a little bit more telly work because of Republic of Telly and that would, yeah. that would bolster up, you know. You're st- no, still but- wasn't making, you know, like, you know, Republic of Telly made no one a millionaire, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, like, you know, it was still great to be able to go out and be able to gig. Ah, but you're in the public eye. It's, yeah, it does help yeah, your, it's brilliant. your life. I was listening to your, your and Willa's episode and yeah. it's, it's a double-edged sword. 
you kind of still need to be even with all with all your YouTubes and your Snapchats you still need to yeah. be on the television you do you, but yet I was listening to yourself and Willa, he made a very valid point people just want to go see the guy off the telly mm-hmm. and yet like I ran comedy clubs for years and the best comedians aren't necessarily always on the telly oh no they're not but you know so, but like you know so in a is. way because the popularity of Irish comics on television and like it or lump it, the fact that Irish people do want to see Irish comics on the television, mm-hmm. on their own national broadcaster, yeah. um, possibly wasn't the greatest thing for the clubs because everybody just would go to something if they knew you from the telly. Whereas, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, and club nights kind of, in my opinion, kind of took a, a bit of a Oh, hammer. well, I think that's happened in the UK as well. But the Live at the Apollo has wiped out the clubs because people want to see the name they've seen yes, on the yeah, telly yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. not, let's go to a club, we don't know who's on. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Like, no. I'm not saying that I'm, like, obviously I'm not... And it's all your fault. It's your fault, Yeah, but then you look at the likes of Dez when he made a big. The international yeah. wouldn't have gone four nights a week if he hadn't. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, to, you know I, what absolutely. I mean? So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 just listen to it. But yeah. so no, yeah. I did that, and then um, I had a, yeah, but so, so. But I mean, at least uh, say as an actor, you do TV, and that's that's what you do. But as a comedian, at least you can use what you've done on TV to bolster your life. Yeah. And, you know, your and live vice versa, gigs. stuff that you know, goes live and yeah, you go, do you yeah. know what, I'm finished with this now, do yeah. it on telly. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it does uh, work good. That, it's good that way. But... And... Um, so now, you, sorry, well, we're talking about you, you ended up going back on breakfast. I did, How yeah. long have you been doing that now? That's two and a half years Two and, and a half years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a... There's a... There's a <laughs> what is it? Uh, there's a common theme here. No, um, I know. Um, yeah, then... I I got a phone call in November of one one of the years and yeah. and it was very quick. It was look somebody's interested in you in doing something this, mm-hmm. uh, doing two FM and um, I just went fine. Again, wasn't listening to radio, mm-hmm. uh, but was working was working in radio. Was working. I actually did slots on Hector's show. Oh, I did okay. uh, and uh, worked with him and so I left it and uh, I left it and then January hit and then. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was, uh, you know, there was changes. So you so left, went in. You left which? I, I, I left nothing. Like at that stage, we were starting. To, we started. There was. We started to go into two FM. Then the following year, about two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so that was, that was mm. interesting. Mm. <laughs> because it was, I, I swore I'd never go back and do breakfast, yeah. and. And, and is it must be very different from what you did on iRadio. You don't think? Is it? Is it you, was. Like, we well, see, the thing was, because, because there was a lot of changes in 2FM at the time, Yeah, uh, it was really tricky because uh. we went into the first day, which was our second day, was our first day on, on air. But like uh, we went into a brand new radio station. Yeah. And people forget that. But, you know, and obviously what was there before was really popular with Hector. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we had no idea, genuinely, that because because Jennifer didn't listen to breakfast radio. Keith was working radio, but I wasn't. So, mm. do you know what I mean? And I, had, and I wasn't doing the slots for about a year, you know. So you kind of you kind of go in and go out. And we walked into this brand new station, essentially that was being built, mm. uh, re- relaunched and being built, and new people, new faces, and mm. and it was it it wasn't it's a particularly of, comfortable place for I think half it's a year. Probably yeah. different because uh, you're working for a big company as well. It's it not wasn't like, the big company. It was no. just that Hector had a great show. 
Okay. And it was really okay. popular, but the station was moving on and doing different things. Okay. So, like, you know, people we had can be no, quite loyal, can't they? Yeah, to, to and rightly so. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. It was. I was on it. It was a really. I enjoyed it when I'd be up and I'd enjoy it. And mm. but you know, I suppose we were brought into the, and there was loads of changes. And it was Nicky Byrne was brought in, and mm. Owen McDermott was brought in, and Al for was brought in, and you know, it was massive amounts of changes. But mm. we took. We certainly took the fucking brunt of it. So right, uh, and yeah. it wasn't a particularly nice place to be. For for a couple of months, you know, a year. Yeah. But, you know, like, so we, and we genuinely were rabbit in the headlights going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but like, you know, and we'd be very different, you know, and they're young enough, you know, it's a younger sound and it's talking about right. different things and yeah. it was, it was... I know, I, Dermot was in, Dermot Whitten was in here and he was talking about when he left Breakfast um, Radio that people would get really angry with them. They come up. I used to listen to you every morning, and yeah, what, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. You, go, you know, because be, when people are, especially on breakfast, specifically breakfast, breakfast is the foundations on which radio stations are made on. If yeah. you can't bring them in there, you're not going to bring them in on other slots. You know, yeah. so you know, and the vast majority of countries on the move. It's there. part of their routine, yeah, their so morning if routine. If you, if I don't do man talk or Bernard's big question, and someone mm. goes, well, he normally does it. I'm at Newlands Cross. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So where is he? Yeah, yeah. Where is he? Yeah, yeah you know. So people yeah. get really pissed off when you change mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's you know. So it's, but you know, like we, we'll be part of change as well. You know, in mm-hmm. in a few years' time, we'll be going. You're you're finished now. Move on. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be gotten rid of as well. You know, it's that, and that was the great lesson I learned in I. Mm-hmm. Nothing's forever. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's there is a bullet coming and it's always coming for you you know and either you get out of the way before it hits you or you let it hit you either either way this industry radio television it's it's like that and you have to accept it yeah. and that's the one thing where I kind of miss about just doing stand up was that you were very much in control of your entire output yeah that is one do, thing do, do you know yeah, what I mean? so, you, and you, you were very much in control of what you did or what you didn't do yeah, yeah, now yeah. you know I have people you know good people all good people going we'd like to do this we'd like to do that and you can't keep saying no to things you have to go yes okay I'll do that right yeah but I'm happy like I'm I'm happy I did telly and I'm happy I've done radio and you know but but I will move you know mm. I'll move on again do you know mm. what I mean I could be a stonemason if you want <laughs> do you know what I mean it, it's it's a uh, but it's. I mean, what you're doing now, actually, you're shooting uh, sitcom, correct? Or yeah. you have done. We've do, that's You've in, done. That's it. in the can. In the that's, can. that's an industry speaking. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm on antibiotics <coughs> for a chest infection, Minister. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, um, we did a thing. This is based on uh, what uh, you did yes, on Republic yes, of so Telly. Me and so. Jen. Yeah. There was a sketch called "What What Ireland Did in the Eighties" or "What We Did in the Eighties," and mm. me and Jen. Uh, started doing these kind of characters, these man and wife that hated each other, essentially. Yeah. No, yeah. there was no even names on them. Yeah. And then we left it for a while and then we we wrote 10 sketches and did it over two series, yeah. the last two series we were on with Kevin. And um, so we, so then we developed more of a world around them and uh, kind of, and more specifically, Bridget name and more specifically, mm-hmm. w- more in-depth characters. And then <coughs> we... We went to RT and said, look, we think this is a series. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to do it. And it was only RT that could do it. No one else could make it because it was theirs. RT own it. Oh, yeah. Because we developed it on Republic. So um, so it was either them or no one. And after a good year and a half, <laughs> uh, 
um, eventually they went okay yeah and and we, so we developed scripts for about a year and then and then then things get really quick then you start casting really quick and then mm. you start getting locations really quick and then they're just last month then myself and Jen would meet each other in the morning on radio at 7 o'clock and we'd leave each other's company at 7 o'clock in the evening right okay. uh, and uh, we did six weeks of shooting six episodes in a house in Terenure and um, and on various different locations around Dublin, yeah. uh, and it's going to be out at the end of January. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well. It was the I'm most. Sure it, it was the most ex- brilliantest thing I've ever. Brilliantest is that word? It's a word. Now. That it's the most brilliantest thing I ever done, and the most stressful thing I've. Ever yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but no, it, because unlike say Republic where you go out with one cameraman and you're talking through things you would have a script like I'll be very much I'm not leaving this chair until we have a script mm-hmm. um, whereas this is like you write an episode or we'd all write the episodes together and you might have like a fight scene and or mm-hmm. you might have like a scene where they get into a car mm-hmm. and then you write a simple scene like a car and then all of a sudden there's 20 people there's a rig there's a thing you're going if this doesn't fucking yeah. work <laughs> do you know what I mean what was just a harmless few words on a page now is 30 people out in Wicklow you know yeah. so it, it's mm-hmm. that scared the shit out of me you know mm-hmm. so it, but it's a great learning curve because you go you've got to get it right on the paper before you shoot a fucking frame it has to be right there because mm-hmm. if it's not right there it's going to be right nowhere Oh yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, the writing. But and how does it work when you're shooting? Are you are you sticking stri- strictly to the not script? Not strictly, but like you might change a few ands and buts yeah. and maybes, but more or less quite strictly to the script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like um, like Carol Spain played one of the roles of of uh, and uh, we wrote it in mind of him coming in as a TV license inspector from Limerick. Yeah, but that original part, say for instance, I had Colin McDonnell in mind for, as a TV license inspector from Dundalk. Yeah, and then we talked about it, and then the three of us decided we'd like to see Colin as Eamon's best friend. Okay, so then. We we shifted people around, and then mm-hmm. I went. So I rang Car- I ring Carl, and I go, look, "Look, I have this idea for you mm-hmm. in mind as a TV license inspector, yeah, yeah. as a kind of your Fitzy character from years ago. I don't know if anyone do you remember his, but yeah, long time. This kind of a limerick kind of. Kind oh yes, of, yes, I remember. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Carl used to do that. So, so then stage, he'd yeah. go, "Okay." So mm-hmm. I said, "Would you would you be interested in this?" And he go, "Yes or no." So then I might go back, or mm-hmm. we might go back and rewrite it with him in mind, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so it was yeah okay you yeah, know yeah, so yeah, yeah. there'd be stuff like that where I kind of go okay but generally yeah you'd write it yeah and yeah, yeah. um there's scripts even though it's a d- I was talking to your uh, fellow uh, com- comedian duo person my words are gone today yeah. Pat McDonald oh Pat McDonald and yourself yeah. and Pat have been in everything essentially <laughs> more or less more or less I yeah. don't know no more Patrick maybe yeah yeah and yeah, yeah, I was saying yeah. like mm. you know we did we done everything right. Mm. In terms of the script, and that's the script we we mulled over script, 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 script. It was really well organised. It was really well shot. But until it goes in front of the public, because mm. I've been involved in sketches for Republic, and we we we'd be all really so um, as the Americans say stoked about them. Yeah, just dying to get them on air. Mm. And it goes out there, and people go, eh. and mm. then I, I shoved the fucking wig up my arse and pretended I was Lindsay Lohan and fucking gets a million hits. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, so it's it's you you don't know no, until you, you put it out, and that's that for me is because yeah. these the the the, the Bridget name and characters. There's a couple of collectively. There's about three million hits on YouTube. Yeah, 
but that was just sketch format. So RTE and rightly so were sceptical of going, well, how is this going to work over a 24 yeah. minute? And, and we, we didn't struggle, but we certainly had to work on it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. I mean, because I was talking. John Cleary was in here. He was talking about uh, some of the sketches on the Savage Eye, where everybody was just so pissed off, and no one thought it was funny when they were shooting it. Went out and were amazing, or looked yeah, amazing, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the opposite, whenever the crew are all going, oh, "That's hilarious," blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, and then yeah. it goes out, and no one, no one does, yeah, because yeah, there's so. a difference between script and being funny. Yeah, a massive difference, like. It's like you could have a brilliant idea about a, um, you know, about the funniest joke in the world. Mm. And you could tell it on stage and you're able to put your hand around, you're able to fucking get your nuance around it. You're able to fucking pause, gap, all that type of Mm -hmm. stuff. But then I'd ask you, well, Joe, put that on a piece of paper. Mm. And all it is is just like someone really goes, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, also, you you might have a picture of it in your head, but not explain it very well. Yes, and yeah, so the director yeah, yeah. has to understand what you mean. Yeah, or, like for yeah, instance, yeah. I learned very quickly yeah. to be economical, get to the joke. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and uh, very different to stand up, where you want to build that tension and release. Well, certainly in Irish stand up, anyway, with story. Day, mm. Whereas here, you don't. Not on TV. Not you, on TV. You, you want someone to tune in on this in. At yeah. ten minutes into it and go, "I know what's happening." Yeah. So, uh, so I would have watched. I would be a massive fan of Frasier and Cheers and American sitcoms. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I went back and watched them all, like like a detective, and went, mm. "Where are the points here?" And then you apply all that doesn't really won't show but we would have been quite forensic and going this mm. has to happen now yes what that person just said there 20 seconds ago is hilarious but this has to happen now yeah 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 so so but like you know so it's it's a uh, yeah it well it's a, a thing you you've got to have a plot you've got to have a laugh every i don't know 30 seconds well, you do 20 seconds 20 yeah you do yeah, yeah. Hope, and even if it's not like you watch uh, big bang theory i watch big bang theory i'd watch hours of yeah. it i never laugh but there's a there are gags in it like oh, you yeah. have a studio audience laughing for you, for you this yeah. is no studio audience. yeah and that's another thing as well which is quite like it'd be very interesting like if you can imagine yeah. ted yeah uh, which is which is and rightly so the benchmark for yeah. what you, i know it's a channel four uh stand up but i would i think most people would sitcom. see it as an irish sitcom yeah. like um take the laugh track out of it because mm-hmm. i have the thing is though the jokes still stand up <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, you kind of go... I think actually, no, I may be wrong on this, but I think they might sometimes have uh, moved laughter around. Oh, of course. So that's, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, they that's... thought uh, the really, really good gags that I think the audience at home are going to yeah. get, yeah. the studio ons didn't laugh Quite on them. get out. them, yeah. Yeah, so they just... But that was, shot, that was shot in studio audience. Well, live, when you did yeah. it, it was in front of a live audience. Yeah, studio. live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted it that way for Bridget Naming. Yeah. They wanted it in front of a live And why did audience. you decide not to? Um, well, I mean, that's a very different thing because you've yeah. got uh, the set. You'd have can, to build a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would always come back and we were always having an argument with Jason Butler, who's the producer of it, on it, which, and with Jen, mm. uh, which was, they would say sitcom. And I would go, okay, stop saying sitcom because a sitcom yeah. in my head is Ted, is is Cheers, is is the IT Friends crowd, or is Friends. It's right in front. Whereas yeah, it's a this is stuff. comedy dramas. I go, no, yeah. it's sitcom. And I, yeah, I actually yeah. was over in Galway and yeah. with, I was talking to Ashton B about this. We had literally yeah. an hour long argument about what is and isn't. Yeah. Um, because like, this is getting into the nitty gritty of it now. It's yeah, probably sure. bored the pants off. People. No, I don't think so. Because I wanted, or we wanted a certain amount of raw reality to it, mm. right? So, like, in terms of... 
you know, I love Early Doors. I don't know if you've ever seen Early Doors. So the, 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 the kind of in the, it's just based in a pub, yeah. and all the people. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I liked yeah, yeah. The, the Royal Family. The royal Family, you know. And mm. and that was I kind of yeah. wished uh, what what we were looking for. And, well, maybe not. What well, certainly what I was looking for was a kind of a mesh between the kind of royal family that British rawness that There's Northern Town isn't there yeah, it, yeah. along yeah. with yeah. Re- gags and Eamon mm. my character he's a prick he's a horrible horrible fucker like you would not want to be in this person's company mm. and that generally doesn't go bode well for comedy so essentially he had to be one foot in the grave yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> but essentially yeah, like you yeah. know I always saw it as building it around Bridget the Jennifer yeah. character because she is a brilliant character right know? right so but to, to build brilliant characters you also need characters to be it was very tough for me because mm. I was I'm straight man not funny man you know mm. I found that really hard mm. but like I found it beneficial because it had to be that way just, mm. It had to be that way because Eamon, my character, isn't particularly interesting. He just wants to do nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so he has daydreams, but he just just wants. So, you know, and you really have to keep all that in mind because when you go to put it on, on onto paper, uh, as I said, there's 20 people in Wicklow in a car. Mm. If you get that wrong, you're fucked. Mm. You know, so um, so I just it's. Like I'm going, I feel like I'm going to have a stroke before <laughs> January the sub twenty eighth or whatever, because if we're going to put it out there, yeah, and essentially it's like the Coliseum. People are going to go no or yes. You know, mm. it, it really is as simple and as terrifying as that. So that could be grand. <laughs> it would be grand. <laughs> well, you Says know, the guy who has has no emotional involvement. So <laughs> no, but you did kill but, the Scully, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, now there was a pilot for that as well yeah, that went out yeah. at Christmas and that yeah. got a great reaction yeah. and then but Pat was proven yeah. I think a lot of people talk about yeah. Mrs Brown's boys and I suppose the word on the street was we were offering up and rightly so and God I'd love to do it uh, the, the, the the cross between Mrs Brown's boys and Father Ted you know yeah. like you know that kind of that will appeal to a huge audience yeah. but like essentially Mrs Brown's boys was he was doing that character right. for 20 years Oh yeah, and he'd he yes, done feature yes, films yeah. with that character. Yeah, it was a well-developed character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pat Short had done so many gigs with with John Kenny and the Dunbelievers. He had them characters rounded. He did. Bridget Neyman was never live. It was always on Republic of Telly or on television. Mm-hmm. So it's very. There's times when you kind of think, yeah, it would have been nice to have this as a live product and mm-hmm. go, okay, when we did that live show, that really worked and and. Because you're testing your product before it goes on air. Yeah. It's like asking people... It, yeah. At least those characters are known, if you know what I mean. If you that were could to, be worse, though. Do you because, think? Yeah, because there's yeah. an horizon of expectation on them now. So people have seen them. Okay. And people enjoyed them. And enjoyed them over two and a half minutes. Mm. What happens when a character... Like, we have other characters. Where there's a priest character. There's um, Eamon's friends. There's Bridget's three mm. uh, swarm of... Of, of bitches really you know mm. so what happens when people see them and they go well now you're now there's not enough of Bridget naming on the screen but you're kind of going there has to be them to, to for, for for the product for oh the yeah you can't just product Jesus I've talked like fucking Steve Jobs for, for what we wanted to get across like it was it is tough mm-hmm. <laughs> it is tough when I started doing gigs in the international I never thought you'd have you know real in-depth conversations about yeah. are you sure this is the dialogue because you know, yeah, but that's, right that's it, where you, know. you want to go. That's what you want to be doing. But yeah, yeah no, no, I really um, enjoyed it. But it's it was stressful. It was stressful. Mm. It was a long hours, and it was. Uh, but it's like a child. You know, mm. it's like my wife when she gave birth to the first. I said, "I'm never having another child." And three months later, she goes, "I wouldn't mind going." Ah, again. you'll do it again. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's great. So I, I'm done to see it now. So and that, that's all you're up to at the minute. Then you're be- on the radio. You're doing your breakfast and on blah, the radio. Blah, 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 doing you're, breakfast. I'm and not have you got? Have you got kids now? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah how many We've have you got? One and one on the way in March. All right, cool. Yeah. So and and uh, yeah. So what we, age is your one and one, one and three quarters already born? <laughs> the already born that'd be a good that's like um, the shittest Game of Thrones the, who is the already born <laughs> the, um, uh, all right so that's, that's yeah uh, and, I, and that's for the first time ever I'm, I'm being I'm being uh, for the first time ever and I suppose I can do it now but um, for the first time ever I'm just saying no to things you know? yeah yeah to, like um, me, and I'm dreading to it to Tylex to the Tylex <laughs> but I have, you have to because they know to Tylex and it's a shit game you know it like when, yeah, when, when, when you're wanted you have to keep going because you know mm. I'm, I'm going to be fucking a you I'm going to be fucking ne- I'm going to be used up and you were going to say gonna, people are going to throw me away like a, a, yeah, like a used condom, condom yeah. in a couple of years time so Comedy semen. Come with a come with a come with a come with a comedy semen. And uh, so, like, but like, yeah. yeah, I had to because I, I, like, I, I actually thought I, I actually genuinely thought I, I've had a nervous breakdown, you know. So I just mm. went, I've got to stop. Right. Okay. okay Do you know what okay, I mean? So for your own health, <laughs> for your own safety. Health. And I are you off? Do you don't drink anymore? No, I do. Yeah, oh, you do. No, I do. Okay, I, I love a drink. Yeah. I didn't yeah. give up. I have to say, it's funny because there's an awful lot of stuff in the moment in terms. And I, I, find, I find it very hard not to talk about this on air because I don't want to give across my fucking opinions because I'm, I just want to be, you know what I mean? Because they generally make no sense. But mm. I never gave up alcohol yeah. because I went, I've got a major problem with alcohol. I had a major problem with myself. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, I, I drank because I kind of like, I wouldn't own up to the fact that, come on, Bernie, get yourself together, get yourself a job. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, work harder at this. Is this what you want? So it just gave me clarity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas now I kind of go, God, I really love a few drinks because I have too much fucking clarity in my life. Right, right. (laughs) And a few drinks, you know, I can relax. relax. I can get away from it. Do you know what Mm. I mean? It's, it's, uh, Mm. do you know what I mean? And, uh, Probably sound like a right wanker now, do I? No, it's you're right. <laughs> but pretty much everybody that comes in says the same thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've kind of yeah had a moment of clarity where they thought I've got to yeah, get my act together, you know. Because I love yeah. listening to the podcast because yeah. I know a lot of the lads on it, and yeah. you know, so it's it's and I kind of comedy grew up with them. Yeah, and yeah it's funny. Yeah. You're right. We all we're all kind of telling the same story, aren't we? <laughs> But no, in a different way. I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously, Willis wouldn't it's, be the quite the yes, same. I mean, you did That was an amazing... I was in a hotel room somewhere <laughs> and I remember I couldn't sleep and I saw that on Twitter and I listened to it and I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And he was so eloquent and he was so clear and he was so clarity. If you're, if you're listening to this one, you should listen to Willow White's and all of them. Yeah. But I thought that one was fantastic. Yeah. I really did. And uh, um, so that's proper hardship. That's proper... I deserve the right to be okay. I think with me is that a kind of a, some slight kind of like um, middle class white boy syndrome of the guilt, feeling the guilt. I feel guilty because I'm on the radio. I feel guilty because I'm on the tele. I feel gu- I I feel guilty when I get big laughs in audiences. And I remember talking to Eleanor Tierney once about this. I said I can't do it. Anymore. I can't. I can't. I cancel about two months of gigs. I'd feel like getting sick every time I get a big. What? What? Because Why? because I was overthinking it, and I kind of went, "No, this is not what I got into." I did this joke last night, and I got a big laugh, and I'm doing it again now. You kind of feel like and you're I'm manipulating it. Or I feel I was. I felt I was manipulating people, and yeah. 
and then I realised well that's the whole idea of the game people don't are paying to be manipulated to laugh you know mm. I was overthinking fucking everything you mm. know I was just overthinking oh, which is why you, you just kind of didn't have a set at the beginning that's what Probably. you wanted to, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah but then when I, I'm glad I do the three or four things together even though it is mm. nervous breakdown territory mm. when I do stand up now I love it because believe it's like, me do it while you have it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I love the podcast, yeah. Joe. Well done. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bernard. And uh, thanks yeah, for yeah. coming in. And uh, don't, don't feel guilty about retweeting it, please. No, no. Because <laughs> I didn't want to... Now you've been on it. And yeah. you've seen my open fire and the brandy and the And the, the brandy and the smoke and the... <laughs> you should... So I was going to try and do it today, but because uh, I'm an egomaniac, I had to talk about myself. But somebody well, someday, not me, I'm not a great interviewer. Somebody should interview you. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could do it. I could do it myself. Could I? Could interview myself? <laughs> that would be brilliant. What would, what would be your first question? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, what, what question would make you walk off? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd probably ask myself how I got that gig and can I not get it? Do you know what I mean? Do you think <laughs> like that? This is the thing that uh, comedians do. Yeah. Um, do you know what was how brilliant? How did you get that? How did you get yeah, that? Yeah, but you, you know? know what is brilliant? Sorry, pointing my finger at you. Yes. One of the things that changed for me, actually, I would honestly say the biggest thing that changed for me, I would think, mm. why didn't I get Kilkenny? Why Cat didn't Lapsing. I get, uh, sorry, the Cat Lapsing. Yeah. Why didn't I get Montreal? Mm. Why didn't I, why, why is nobody asking me to play Vicar Street? Why, yeah. why can I get all this stuff? And I just, I woke up one morning in, 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 a, in a house in Ranala. I was mm. renting a room there and I went, every time I ask myself that question, I'm going to do that myself. So I said, okay, and I went that morning, I, I, I went down, wrote down a few thoughts on a piece of paper and I rang PJ Cabin in Port Leash and I went, I want to start a comedy festival. Okay. So I st- we started Halloween Howls. So you asked yourself that question. Why I ask myself I every victory? time. Every time I say, like, like even, and I think it's the simplest thing in the world to do. You go, why didn't I win the Oscar? Right. Well, you didn't win an Oscar because you weren't in a film. Yeah. You weren't in a film that was going to be of such quality that it would be nominated. Okay. <laughs> like, so I'm just talking about okay, the very then, top of the pyramid. Okay, right? but then what would you say to so yourself? So what, you, what I would say to myself is, okay, you have a camcorder, mm-hmm. you have a computer or you have a pencil and a piece of paper, write a fucking film, right, put okay. yourself into it, mm. prepare for it, do it on your camcorder or your phone, show it to somebody else who makes films, right. they might change, and then eventually you'll get an Oscar <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it just, yeah. it changed Everything for me. Yeah, I just because if you apply, actually. I don't know who said it. it was it I said? You keep applying the same things to the same problems. You're not going to get. The, if you it's madness. Doing, what, is it? uh, what is it again? I expect different results. If you keep yeah. doing the same thing, expect different results. You're, it's a definition of insanity. Yeah. Einstein said. And it, we I sell think. magic beans. Essentially, we sell yeah. dust. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you, you got to make it the most entertaining dust in the world. That's you know? Really good, actually. Uh, well, put because yeah. I can, even, I can even take that advice but there's lots of comedians out there if you're listening I think should take yeah, that yeah just advice. if you say look I'm not getting enough gigs in the international yeah. I'm not getting enough gigs yeah. in the believe me or RTE this RTE that yeah. do you know what I mean I have no connections in RTE none right, yeah. you know guess what I did I put something together no and, other and, and emailed it you know <laughs> and emailed it to somebody out there and they yeah, went yeah, yeah. I, I, or I, like I asked uh, oh. James Cotter at the time would you come and please see me and he was producing Republic, and he came and saw me and went yeah I can do something with you okay. do you know what I mean like so you know, and but what happens is, I think in Ireland people do do that, and they do hit 
when you hit, you're inevitably going to hit an, a brick wall. A brick wall. Mm. So when you hit the brick wall, you build a bulldozer and you knock it over, or you decide, yeah. okay, I'm not getting on television. So like, well, like now especially, a decent, really decent camera is like you know you could Just you know shoot it you could shoot it or if a friend with a camera, I'll go down to Temple Bar and rent one, or in the film board or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called anymore, yeah. but. And film base and film and then what happens is a lot of times what happened to me when I started filming my own stuff and I'd look back and go oh this is shit mm. thank God I didn't get I did that yeah I shot some something went this is shit and uh, <laughs> I need to really rewrite this <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and nothing beats paper nothing beats the idea well put down on paper yeah. if you have that and that's why people get millions of dollars yeah. in Hollywood for scripts. Because you can have all the expertise Absolutely. you want. That is if the it's basic. Not, yeah, that is the most basic Without a good script, thing. you are Banjax. No matter how much money you throw at it. Or, and I have to say, when A.B. Filman Bowman, have you interviewed him? He's an interesting guy. Yeah. I remember when he came in first and he couldn't get gigs because his stuff was very political. Yeah. It was, and it was more kind of... And, and he went, you know what, fuck this. And he started booking theatres. And doing his own thing. And it was the best. I learned mm. so much from that. I went... That's yeah. how you. That's how you do it, you know. Uh, and he ended up doing gigs over in LA and yeah, you know, really a gig in Pakistan. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for some lads, yeah. will some lads will go in and they'll go right. They're suited. They're great comics. They're going to get ahead. Mm. Like, and some people are just forces of nature. Like mm. Tiernan. Like, uh, like, mm. like he just seems to be just one of these. Uh, Al Porter. Oh, you're unbelievable. You know, energy. just like, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of comedy. Yeah. You can never stand still. Yeah. Because the minute you stand still, There's the minute you think I'm doing enough, to... someone comes along. Yeah. No, I would never see it as someone take it, but you just go, wow. Like, I'd, I'd look at Al now and go, that would give me huge inspiration it's to almost go. the, that's what, that's what gets you going. Some other, you know, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, I better get out of it. Get yeah, my finger out here. It's a, it's a meritocracy, <laughs> is it? Yes, a meritocracy works on merit and, and yeah. mirrors. Okay, well, listen, thanks. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I talked for a fucking hour. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, great advice, too. Great advice for up because the bloody Facebook is unbelievable. People bitching all the time, and it's. I'll get off it. Get off, get off it, it and just do something. Yeah, go for <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk back through the Phoenix Park now. Yeah, yeah. It's good. So I have a crash pickup at four. Have you? <laughs> or no, okay. no, no. At, at five. Sorry. So I'm going to walk home. I sh- I could get the train, Joe. But I'm going to walk home. And I'm going to see something amazing and ring you for to get the camera out. <laughs> 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 It'll be a documentary. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Bernard. Thanks, Joe. Thanks right. a million. Is it pathetic fallacy when a storm reflects what's going on in a play? I'm not sure. Or that could be when you uh, say the angry clouds or the sunny dog. And when you um, refer to inanimate objects or animals with an emotion. The sunny dog, the happy, the the tragic dog, the uh, ominous dog, that would be it. So, uh, uh, listen, uh, can I just tell you that I'm so happy that you listen to the podcast and uh, keep listening. Um, and I'd like to thank Andrew Mangan for producing Castaway Media, for hosting and uh, have listened to the other podcasts on the Castaway Media website. And thanks to Daniel Rooney for the music. And next week I'll be talking to Richie Egan of the band Jape. And he replies 
to Thomas Walsh of Pugwash in the ongoing feud between Jape and Pugwash. I'm off now to contemplate the brilliance of a banana. was a Castaway Media production. Find more great podcasts on our network. Visit castaway.media. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Insurance with local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Megan Roberts in Atlantic today. 